0: Log Talk Radio.
1: the Madden Voice. 3, 2, 1, now. Yo, we are here. Well, it, 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 you know, it's two few changes. There's a week, but it's only a duo tonight. Dr. Train had to work, and I really don't know K-Star, you know, he couldn't come early. I don't know why. You know, Dr. Train's on the West Coast. We do the show at 9 o'clock to make it easier for him because of the time change, but K-Star is on the East Coast. But K-Star couldn't come early. I ain't doing no 9 o'clock show unless it it'll accommodate Dr. Trang. That's all right, well, K-Star, I guess you're going to miss the show. So, But I do have a guest. I do have a partner, my main man, my Nuno Uno, my bro-ham, as he likes to say, green eggs, and bro-ham, J.B., my real-life brother. Welcome to the Madden Voice.
0: And you know it. This show is going to be considered the Floyd Express, so y'all fasten your seat belts. buckle up, hang tight, and enjoy the ride. And since we don't have that train,
1: we ain't got to talk about those sorry, pathetic bears. I told y'all I was going to talk about his bears. Since he can't be on the show tonight, 8.30, 9 o'clock. I know cool. No. Right, we ain't got to talk about them Steelers. Ain't going nowhere anyway. Dude. But what we are going to talk about is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, J.B. and I have not talked. I mean, let me rephrase that. J.B. and I talk all the time. We have not talked about Sunday's game. We have not talked about it at all. Not at all. Not one drop. I have no idea. Sunday's game. So I'm going to start with, and I'm going to make this, I I, I don't want the general, I'm going to be very specific. After Monday's game, did your belief in Dak Prescott or down? Now, before you answer, you cannot say it stayed the same. That is not an option. Even if it's 50.1% that it moved the needle. Saying his day to say is not an option. He played. If you didn't see the game, because it was not a national game, I'm sure you caught the highlights by now. I know the answer. You know what went on. So, did your belief in Dak Prescott go up, or did it go down after Sunday's game, JB?
0: No, it went up. I mean, this is a team that the Texans, first off, you're playing a team that has nothing to lose. So they're going to throw whatever they can at you. That's number one. Number two, you're coming off a big blowout win where it was nipping tough for three quarters and got blown wide open in the fourth quarter. So number three, it's a game where, and I even said in, in last week's call, don't take the rat poison. And it's a trap game because you just blew a team out and now you got this low-life team, but it's an in-state robbery. Talking about even talk about that. Say, what? Huh? Talking about that though. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. And you're playing a team that's an in-state rivalry, and you're the quarterback of the Cowboys. You're going to struggle, but you come out with a victory. You lead your team down the field to a victory. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's about getting wins, and he's getting wins. If I'm not mistaken, he's 6-1 since he came back from injury. So, I have no issue with anything. You asked me the question, I answered it. I said yes. My confidence in him still continues to rise. Hard-fought victory, and I expected it to be a hard-fought victory. I'm not surprised by the results. And nobody should be surprised by the results. Seen this coming, not surprised. He's a good quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. He's an upper echelon quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. And he proved his mettle. Getting the victory on a Sunday where you have an in-state rivalry and, and 16, 17-point uh, uh, favorite to win. I knew that wasn't going to happen. But you, you pulled out a victory. That's what you do. That's what you're judged by. We always talk about on this show wins and losses by quarterback. You're 6-1 quarterback this year coming back off an injury. That's got to account for something.
1: Part two to the question. Who do you believe more in? Right now. Zach Prescott, Jalen Hurts.
0: Oh gosh. Nah. I mean that's 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 almost an unfair question because you've got the two completely different teams with two completely different skill sets I, I, in mind.
1: Answer the question. I don't want to hear it, it's unfair. It's a very fair question. They're both NFL quarterbacks playing the same, they play each other twice a year. It's a very fair question. They're gonna play in two weeks. Who do you believe more, Dak
0: or Jalen Hurts? Given what you have around you, I have to say Dak, to be honest with you. Um, you don't have you, – you've got C.D. Lamb, who's starting to come into form as a number one wide receiver. If you look at Jalen, he's got A.J. Brown, who's proven to be a number one wide receiver on two different teams. The Eagles have arguably the best offensive line in football, and now you've got Karen Steele, who's out for the year with a torn ACL and MCL. And you're still able to make way with what you've got. In Dallas, so call me a homer, call me biased, call it what you want. Given what you have to work around, I would put it in back.
1: So you, you have a right to be a homer. I think we're going to have role reversal, though. I think I'm going to be the voice of reason, and you'll be the homer for a change. Because um, that's utterly ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. I and I have no love for the Eagles. You know that. I I I, I hate. What I'm about to say, I have to be honest. Jalen Hurts is that dude. Jalen Hurts right now is playing light years better than Dak Prescott. Right now, he has not really had a bad game. That has. All I want to hear about weapons. You know, it it, it. it. You know, you. You. You play who you got. Ceedee Lamb had three catches for 55 yards last game. Was up with that? Like, like. Dak he's in his seventh year, and I'm tired of defending the mistakes. Yes, that last drive was phenomenal. Got it. Why? The the Texans are 1-10-1. This is not a team that should take you late into the fourth quarter to the last drive. Did I believe it was going to be a 17-point game? No, I did not. Absolutely not. But the goal that have to come back from behind, be behind the whole second half. And the only time you take the lead is on 41 seconds to go in the game against the second Texas. And last year it was the damn Broncos, except the Broncos wiped the floor with us. And we sat there, Broncos who didn't have Russell Wilson and sucked, but for some reason wiped the floor. There's always a game or two that I look at Dak and I say, what the hell are you doing? And I'm tired of it now. I'm tired of it. If the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, if the Cowboys are going to go deep in the playoffs, you know, we can sit here and say, well, I'm glad he did it now. Well, I'm glad he did it now. But what's to say that he won't do it in the playoffs? What's to say he won't do it against Philly? That that Eagles defense is, is for real. May, may have to play the 49ers. That defense is for real. May have to play the Buccaneers. Defense ain't bad, and there's a guy named Tom Brady who, for some reason, always comes to shine against the Cowboys and in the playoffs. So there's no getting in the postseason. There's no, oh, this game should be a cakewalk. Oh, no, whoever you got, you got to bring your A game. And I, it, it, it is now time, you, you know, work through the injuries. You done, you know, you, 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 you know your ankle is fine now. You know, played enough games on the reconstructed ankle to know that it's fine now. You 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 know you got your team. I mean, on offense, Hill just went out. But what did they do on the last drive? They put Peters in place. Who's going to start at right tackle on Sunday? Jason Peters. Tyron Smith at left tackle. Tyler Smith at, at, at left uh, guard.
0: So you're going to have
1: a decent offensive line. Zeke and Pollard have been playing strong. CD up until Sunday looked pretty good. Sunday was a blip. But he has been ascending. i agree with you there. Gallup had his moments. Noah Brown has had his moments, And they just got T.Y. Hilton, who should have something left in the tank. There's no excuses. Like, we didn't get OBJ, but he can't play anyway. I'll talk about that later. But he ain't ready to play anyway. But the mistakes, the bad reads. And, you know, he's got – did you know that he's got more interceptions since he's come back? than any quarterback in the NFL, any quarterback in NFL, at eight interceptions, the back. Like, we're not going to be successful if he – and this is this – is, you look at his career, and it's a roller coaster ride. You know, he's got highs that are as good as any quarterback that's playing. But the difference between Dak and, say, Jalen Hurts this year, um, Mahomes, Allen, Burroughs when he's healthy, is the lows, Dak low is so much lower than those guys. When they have a bad game, still play competitive. They still play better. Dak has a bad game, it could be a 30-point blowout to, you know, a a, a two-win Denver team like last year. So I I can't, I'm tired as a Cowboy fan, as a Dak defender, I'm tired of having to watch a game that y'all should have rolled on that team. 17 points is a lot. I'm not going to go that far. But that that game, there was never a point in that game where you felt like Dallas was in control. There was never a point in that game where you felt like, you know, you you, you wanted to believe, but it started to feel like, you know, we go again. We're going to, we're playing down to our opponent and we're going to, we're going to blow a game that we need and then that's it for any shot at the number one seed. And thank God he was able to pull that drive together. God, they put Jason Peters in to stabilize the line to give Dak a little more time. But Dak, is, he, he's, he's a notch below, and we need him to be a notch above. We need him to, because right now, it ain't good enough. It ain't, it's just point blank, it ain't good enough. You know, what? what he's always done or what he usually has done ain't enough. It ain't good enough. You want to be better, you got to do better than what you've done. What you've done got you what you got. You want more? It's time to step up. He got four games left in the season before the playoffs to step up. We win Sunday, we're in the playoffs. Even if we can't catch Philly. You got four games to figure out whatever is up. Whatever it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe his ceiling is just is what it is. Seen we've seen Minnesota, we saw the fourth quarter, which was basically defense, but Jack did his part, against um, the Colts. We've seen Dak have those games. We need to see more consistency. We need to see that more often. We don't need to be sitting back and saying, uh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And I'm going to tell you, Cowboy Nation, exactly what Cowboy Nation did on Sunday. Cowboy Nation said, uh-oh. That's what we say. Anyone watching that game saw that interception? Yeah, his arm was hit. I get it. Your job to feel the pressure, though. Your job to, to get out of danger so your arm doesn't get hit. That's what you get paid $40 million a year for. It's not your job to sit in the pocket in the end zone and throw that pass. It's your job to have that mental clock going and then to roll out and get out of trouble and make a clear bet like you did other times in the game. At least it consistently. You want to be one of the greats. You want to, you know, live up to the uh, Troy Aikman, Roger Staubach image. That's what you need to do because right now you're nothing more than another Tony Romo. And Tony was good. We love Tony. But Tony couldn't get, never got it done either. That's Tony's legacy in Dallas. He never got it done. Well, Zach, that's your legacy right now. You ain't getting it done. And I know while we may disagree theoretically, I know my brother knows well enough to agree with what I'm saying in
0: general. Tell me you don't agree with me. No, I can't disagree with it. I mean, he's got to step up and play better. You can't have these number of miscues, these number of interceptions. When you lose the football and you turn it over, that's a, a, a chance for the opposing team to have another possession. And the the goal, aside from winning the game overall, is to limit the number of opportunities your opposing team has to defeat you. So when you turn the ball over, you're doing the opposite. So I can't disagree with that. Can
1: Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Say that line again about limiting the, the opportunity. Say that again. I love that line. Say that again.
0: You have to limit the number of opportunities your opposing team has to defeat you.
1: That's a brilliant line. Yeah. Right there, right there bro. you got the line of the night right there. You just synthesized the issue right there. A plus right there to you, bro. You're fast assessed with flying colors. That's it right there. That's what he's not doing. You think that's going to work against Tom Brady? I know Tom Brady's playing like crap, but we know Tom loves to play Dallas. And we know what Tom can do in the playoffs. That shit ain't, you can't get leave time on that field. You can't leave. Look what happened against Green Bay. They kept getting chances. And next thing you know, 28-14, 28-21, 28-28, 31-28, we lose. Because of what you just said, that shit right there, That's gold right there. I wish we could package that shit. What did Michael Irvin say? I want to crack your, crack your head and fertilize your brain. I wish we could crack Jerry Jones' face and his brain with that right there. That needs to hear that shit. I know he ain't listening. Send that a message. That's your job right there, bro. It's a limit to limit the opportunities the other team gets. And part two is maximize our opportunities. Man, that was I'm sorry I interrupted you, but you got me all excited when you said that, because that shit was perfect.
0: That shit was perfect. I mean, but it's the truth. I mean, it's it's the same in in pretty much any sport, even more so in football, because the number of opportunities that you have on either side is limited. You think about it with with basketball. You have to make sure that you have a turnover number that's going to be low. You want to make them turn the ball over more. The difference is you get a ton more possessions in basketball than you do in football. In football, you only get seven, eight, nine possessions a game to do damage to the other team, opposed to what, 50, 60 opportunities in basketball. So it it becomes literally, to take what you just said about what I said, goals, time you get possession of the football. Anytime you get possession of football, you're trying to cash in every single time. Your goal is not to kick field goals. Your goal is not to punt the football. Your goal is to score touchdowns, touchdowns, not field goals, touchdowns. Your goal is to prevent the other team from scoring touchdowns. We talk about this all the time. I'll never forget. I think this was back in 2015 or 2016, and you and I were talking about there was one game that they were driving up and down the field and could just end in a field goal. They were driving up and down the field ending a field goal, and we wanted to pull our hair out because that's not how you win football games. If you're kicking field goals and other teams are scoring touchdowns, you're going to lose. Period. You're going to lose. Yeah. So if you got the football, you score touchdowns. I want to see my, my kicker kicking extra points, not field goals, extra points. Yeah. Because that means you scored a touchdown. That has
1: not been as much of an issue as in the past, but you, you, you are absolutely right. What I will also add is, I and I would advise anybody, UJ or anybody, to go on DallasCowboys.com or go to YouTube and listen to the sounds of the game. It's about seven minutes long. But I listen to it every week. It's it's always very good. What I will give Dak credit for is um, he was telling them on the sideline, we are going to go and win this game, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And you could feel his leadership and his belief that they were going to go score and win the game. Now, when I was watching the game live and I saw Dak talking to Jason Peters, I didn't realize they put him in the game. So after the game, cause, boy, I ain't watching the guards. I'm watching Dak, and I'm watching, you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 the receivers, the backs, you know. Um, but I saw it before the drive, Dak was talking to Jason Peters, okay. So then I find out afterwards that they put him in for the last drive, and that was part of the, di- the difference. That ball guy, whatever his name was, was just terrible. It was terrible. You know, he he one who gave up the guy to come in and hit Dak in the arm on that interception at the 10-yard line or whatever. So they put Peters in there, right tackle, and, you know, he said, Peters said, hey, I didn't know they were going to do it. There's a nice article on it on Dallas.cowboys.com. He's like, no, I didn't know that was going to happen, but, you know, I went in and did best, best I could. He did great because Dak had a clean pocket and orchestrated that great job. But before that, I loved the leadership of whatever he was saying to Jason Peters. Probably was saying, hey, man, I need you right now. You know, 40 years old, 18 years in a league, that dude, Hall of Famer, and he's showing it. And then Dak orchestrates. Now, that right there, yes, that, I, 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 he, he, he didn't make me forget the first 58 minutes, but I appreciated what his upside is. We just need to see that more frequently. That's all I'm saying. You know, winning overtime against the Packers, got the ball first, we don't score. So so there's your position, there's your chance. You know, it's not your fault that the defense gave up two touchdowns, you know, late in the game, and so the Packers came back. But do we go in overtime, we get the ball first, we don't score. You know, now we have this game, thank God we're able to get put. Can you imagine – we don't score, and the Texans win. Can you just imagine? First of all, we're all but out of the number one seed race. Second of all, public perception on the quality of this team. I don't think it doesn't matter. It does matter. They hear all that shit. Mm -hmm. It already was hurt because we let a team, that poor team, take us to the wire. But can you imagine if Dallas had lost this game? You're fueling every single hater's, Thoughts from Stephen A. Smith to Shannon Sharp to every other Max Cullerman and every other hater out there. See? Told you they're not that good. Told you they were frauds. Yeah, they had a nice couple of games. And yeah, they'll be in the playoffs one and done. So thank God that they were able to get that win and keep the Wolves at bay. But now, they're going against Jacksonville. Jacksonville ain't going to lay down.
0: Right?
1: Trevor Lawrence ain't going to lay you know, got they got a little team going on over there. A little something something. They go they they gonna play. So, you know, it, it, you know, and I believe we got what do we got? Jacksonville. Let me see, Jacksonville,
0: um Eagles Tennessee and then the Commanders. Wow.
1: Yeah, so I mean, none of these last four games are gimmies. You know, the all the all so, you know, now is the time. You know, now's the time. You know, if, if Dak is who you say he is, and your beliefs didn't suffer, so then Dak got to show me over these next four games. Dak got to show me. No more of these. No more of these stupid. No more. You know, that first interception. They were up seven nothing, and you're driving to score again. The game totally changes if you go up fourteen nothing. You took. You take their soul. You go up two scores early in that game. Off anyway though. Well, might be was a good pass. CD bobbled it and it got interception. No, it's behind him, and electrical like coverage. That's the shit I'm talking about right there. You got to stop that shit, you know. And he said it many times about forcing things and making sure he he sees what he sees. And uh, you know, he said it about himself. Well, bro, what are we waiting on? You in year seven? You got paid? You know, this is probably gonna be. This might be about the best team you have as feature quarterback. I, I, how do you make this team better? Go get Beckham next year? Okay, we'll deal with that. But what about all the other contracts? This is it. I
0: got well, another let, question. Let for me... You. Let, well, hold Before you like go ahead. to the question, let me say
1: okay.
0: two things. Okay. First off, and, oh, and I'll work backwards, looking at the Texans versus the Cowboys reminded me of the Colts versus the Eagles. Now, obviously, the Colts are better than the Texans, but obviously, by record, Eagles are better than the Cowboys. And it took the Eagles basically all but the last few minutes to finally come back and win that game. And sometimes you have games where you're not playing your best, but you still manage to eke out a victory. And we can all say the Eagles did not play their best game but still eked out the victory. We can all say the Cowboys did not play their best game and still eked out a victory. So I put them on, on even par when it comes to a potential letdown game but still being able to get the win. Okay. Because like you said, okay. in the group text, win is a win.
1: Yeah, that's the move. But, of... but hold on. Before you move on, hold on. That would be great if this team didn't have a history of losing games like this. Okay, you won this game. Congratulations. Problem here is there is a history of underachieving and playing down to your opponent since Dak Prescott has been quarterback. Dak has won. Playoff win in six seasons, one. Okay, so I hear you. Yes, we can say that. But Philly won the Super Bowl two years ago. Philly's twelve and one right now. You know, the only game they lost was to a division rival. So yeah, they had a they had a downer game and came back and won it. But Philly, by far, has been twelve and one. You know, look what they did to the Giants on Sunday. Destroyed them. I mean, they're molly teams right now. So I get it, but I can't, like, I've seen this movie too many times to forget how the other movie versions have ended. There's a, there's a pattern here under Dak's leadership that I've seen a number of times. You know, now the coach might have changed. It was Garrett, and now it's Mike McCarthy. Dak's still the head, you know, the, the starting quarterback, and I've seen this movie. So all I'm saying is, you know, I need to see him not let it get to this point because you're, you play like this against Jacksonville, you're going to lose. Philly, you're going to get destroyed. Like, you won't win many games playing like you did against Houston. We can't have that. This story has to end differently. Go ahead, your second point.
0: We're, we're, we're saying the same thing in regards to that. So, I mean, the soliloquy was great. I don't disregard anything or disagree with anything that you said. I'm merely but talking I'm about, Philly,
1: so I can't compare' them because Philly is twelve and one, so they've been more consistent than Dallas, so even though they had you know their, their sleeper game they're still twelve and one
0: I get that. I don't dispute that what I'm saying is i'm I'm looking at it through the lens of the fact that you got one team that was supposed to blow out another team and barely eked out a win, and you had the same scenario take place. On my, on excuse me on Sunday, that's really where I'm coming from. Philly had to eke out a win against a Colts team that they knew should have been dominated from the jump. Cowboys and eke out a they- win from a Texas team they should have dominated from the jump. And what is Cowboys does- do? And, and I agree. I, I agree. The Cowboys have a propensity to have more of these situations and have letdowns than the Eagles do. From what we've seen in recent memory, I'm not discrediting that at all. What I'm saying is. Good teams that face bad teams that have a bad game but yet still eke out a victory means something. And the Cowboys, but, for whatever reason, did not play as well as they should have but yet eeked out a victory. That's all I'm saying. But what has Philly done since that game? Right. They've, they've gone on a tear. We'll find out if the Cowboys can replicate the same thing the Eagles have. We'll so, find out. I,
1: I will share with you what they've done since that east out victory. They beat the Packers forty to thirty-three that we lost to. They beat the Titans thirty-five to ten, and they beat the Eagles forty-eight to twelve. So they you mean the their Giants
0: forty
1: eight twenty two. I mean the Giants forty eight to twenty two. So their one squeaker against the Colts that they had to win in the last drive. Their next game they beat the Packers 40-33, to the Packers team that we lost to in overtime. They beat the Titans 35-10, to and I saw that game, and it wasn't even that close. The Eagles 48-22. to So if the Cowboys come out of last Sunday's game and goes on a roll like that, I will say to you, bro, you were right. You were right. But I've seen this movie that has never happened before. So if it happens this time, under Dak, this will be the first time that they have a stinker and then go on a run. So, I, I, and I hope they do. You know what my heart is. But I'm just tired of the movie ending this way. I'm tired of it. I'm just sick of it. It's it, like you're a better team than these teams. You need to show it week in, week out.
0: And if they go on a
1: nice run now, you can call me out on it. You can say, hey, bruh.
0: What I tell you, I'll be like, we're right, bro. Telling you, as a Cowboys fan, I'm not disagreeing with anything you said. This is what I said earlier. Everything that you said, I'm not discredited because, quite frankly, I'm tired of the same scenario, too. The, 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 the fact of the matter is, even though we've seen this play out in the past, it's kind of like the stock market. Uh, current results aren't indicative, uh, or past results aren't indicative of what's going to happen in the future. And I'm hoping that's what takes place moving forward from this point to the end of the regular season. I'm hoping that they have that same thought process, whatever it takes to get themselves understanding that, okay, we we took care of the the Colts, even though it was tight for three quarters and blew them out in the fourth quarter, had a a squeaker that we got by, by, by hapless Texas team, we need to get it in gear and it needs to start with Jacksonville because, like you said, Jacksonville is not going to roll over. They have weapons on that team, and they have been playing good football throughout the course of the year. They just had a couple of balls bounce the wrong way, but that's a team to be reckoned with. So they need to figure out a way to harness whatever took place in that fourth quarter against the Colts and use that to catapult themselves from playing Jacksonville to the end of the regular season into the postseason. So we're we're saying the same thing. All
1: I'm saying is, I've not seen them do that while Dak has been the starting quarterback. And unlike investments, you are who you are. You play like you play. This is what Dak is back now going to emerge into somebody different? I don't know. I hope you're right. I hope he does. But he has not. He's in his seventh season. And this is who he's been. That's my problem. And I've been waiting and I've been hoping and I've been in his corner. And I did the same thing with Romo. I had people always Romo can't win the big game, and Romo this and Romo that. And you, you, we got the fucking take with K-Star. And I, what did I say? All the shit you give me about Romo can't do this and Romo can't do that. And I've had to defend Tony Romo. We had three years of 8-8, 8-8, 8-8. Three years of need to win the last game of the season to go into the playoffs. Each of the division rivals, one year, like, you can't, you can't make this up all led by Tony Romo, and what happened? We lost three years in a row, the last game of the season that could have put us in the playoffs against a division rival. Three years in a row under Romo, and every year I defended him, and every year I, okay, I know it happened last year. That was last year. This year going to be different, and in the third year I remember saying, I said it on this very show, I said, there is no way in God's green earth that Tony Romo's going to not come through, and we're going to lose this game and go down three times in a row, and he's going to add that on his resume. That's not happening. Well, how'd how'd that turn out for me? So I'm at the point now, bro, where I hear what you're saying. I hope you're right. But I'm tired of even having to be in this situation. They should have beat that team by 10, 12 points. I know it's a division. I mean, it's an in-state rival. I know that team, this is their Super Bowl. I know they get up to play Dallas. I know all that. I, I I get it. They play for the Bell or whatever they play for down in Texas. It's something that when they play, they play. They play once every four years, and it's for the Bell or the Star for the kinetic state of Texas or something. There is something they actually get. I, I understand all of that. And, and they're not going to, you know, no team rolls over when Dallas, no team. I get all of that. I'm tired of being dictated to by these other teams. Tired of that. I'm tired of worrying about Aaron Rodgers because it's Aaron Rodgers. I'm tired of worrying about Tom Brady because it's Tom Brady. When the fuck are we going to have teams worried about Dow? like back in the 90s when we came rolling in and it was like, oh, shit. Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, look out, Dion, Haley. I want to get back to that when we're feared when we roll into these stadiums. You think Jacksonville fears us right now, Jack? You think they're you, you think they sitting there saying, uh-oh, uh-oh, here come the juggernaut Cowboys? Or are they saying they're a good team, but we can take them?
0: Of course, because if I was Jacksonville, I'd be saying the same thing, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I think right now, based upon the fact that Jacksonville had what can be considered an upset win on the road against Tennessee, you've got the Cowboys coming in on the road barely squeaking by a team that they should have blown out, at least in double-digit points. This will be a good litmus test to see if they've learned their lesson in terms of that quote-unquote playing down to the competition. I like to categorize it as not playing your best football against a team you should defeat wholeheartedly and easily. This will be a good litmus test to see where we're going.
1: Bill. Twenty one to nothing at thirty five seven at the end of the game or whatever. And, hey, we do this show next week, we can both sit there and you can say, Hey T, like I might have been right. And I'll say, Hey Jay, it's starting to look like you were right. If they go if they go in and do that, then hey, but I want to see it and, and I want to reemphasize my point. I am sick of having to worry about it. Philly and Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and 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 you know the other wide receiver and um, his name I can't think of his name right now but you know what I'm talking about
0: the Alabama yeah Devontae, wide yeah Devontae yeah Devontae
1: yeah and Goddard you know then oh they got defense they come get quarterback and they hot you know I'm. not Micah. I know the offense has probably been, you know, scheming to try to stay away from him, so I'm not going to give Micah a hard time. But I'd like to see Micah return to the Micah that was wrecking shit. Like, I want it to be, oh, shit, here come Dallas. That's what I want to see. I want to see, oh, shit, here come the Cowboys. Fuck. That team is stout. And, you know, Jacksonville ain't going Jacksonville right now is saying, look like what Houston did. Beat this team. Fuck their record. Play the team, not the record. We can beat them. Anyway,
0: yeah. Um, so of, no, I, uh, a, yeah. Be, before it. before I forget, my second point is this, and it's more general, and it's more for folks that are are coming up in any kind of sport or whatever their work profession is, and it's in regard to Jason Peters. To your point, T. He was 40 years old, been in the league almost 20 years, and and he's going to be a a walk-in Hall of Famer, first ballot. No question. What I want to say is this. When you have talent, that's one thing. But when you have technique and you have studied your position, that is going to place you above and beyond everybody else. Do not let whatever talent you have stand by itself to dictate where you're going to go. Take the time to learn your profession, whether it's football as a left tackle, right tackle, nose guard, or whether you're in the, the, the field like uh, TNIR in, in the financial industry, whatever it may be, do not let your talent speak for itself. Put forth the effort to work. Put forth the effort to understand whatever it is that you're doing so that you can let your talent and understanding of the industry work hand in hand. That is paramount. I look at him. I look at Jason Pierce. Obviously, at 40 years old, you don't have the same talent that you had when you were 25, 26 years old, but you understand the position. You have technique on your side. You know what you need to do. That's why he was not in there giving up sacks and and giving up um, pressures and whatnot, because he knows how to handle his position. And he technically was playing out of position. His position is left tackle. He switched over to right tackle, and like you said, T, he sold that spot up. So I wanted to just give a few seconds to give kudos to him, but also let folks know to put forth the effort to not rest on your laurels in terms of talent. Get your technique involved, whatever your industry is. Okay, Tony Robbins,
1: can we get back to talking to football now? Can you step off the motivational speaker podium now. We can talk to football now, Tony hey.
0: Robbins. Editor, like you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can we can we can we get back to can we get back to Uncle Paul? I'm just saying. Yeah, add it to the legacy okay. I is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Um. All right. So, 49ers. Brock Purdy. Um, that's his name, right? Brock. Yeah. Think, right. Yeah. Okay. You will appreciate this. I could see Dad hearing all of this Brock Purdy love and saying, "Here they go again." Here they go. Okay. Um I I I am annoyed by it, to be totally honest with you. I'm annoyed by it. Um I don't mind that his family went to see him and they were crying up there and I don't I don't mind that. That's great. I don't mind that, you know, um, you know, the other guy in San Francisco got that did the interception, got Tom Brady's autograph and you know that Purdy was kind of starstruck, and like you know, I used to watch this guy as a kid, and now I'm playing against him. I, all that I don't mind. That's be that's human stuff. I don't even have an issue with Brock Purdy individually. I have an issue with the media and the pundits. And the guy has played a, 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 not quite two games, and they're handing him his flowers and putting a green a gold jacket on him already. Like. This is what these guys like to do, and I'll admit, I picked Tampa Bay to win over the Bucks because I said, "Ain't no way Tom Brady gonna let some some Mr. Irrelevant rookie come in and outplay him." That's that's what I said. i will get to Brady in a little bit, but I was wrong. The guy played he played solid, and they got a nice win. But I'm curious. I am a little I. I think that San Francisco has a great team, stout defense, and, you know, that's going to carry them a long way. I think if this guy can go in and make a couple of plays and not make any mistakes, they stay relevant. But I'm asking you, do you think that they are a bigger threat to the Eagles than the Cowboys? Do you think all of this Super Bowl talk for the 49ers, I think it's too much, personally. I, I got four games up. Everybody's at 13 games now. All the bye weeks are over. Four weeks to go, everybody's record is 13 games. So we can now look and see where everybody is. I think it's too much. I think it's too soon. And I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know the NFL has a way of figuring people out to some degree, to some degree. I'm curious where you are in all of this because I'm annoyed by it. Again, it ain't got nothing to do with him. I ain't mad at him. Bro, do you play. Happy for you. Got a great chance. You know, do your thing. I'm just tired of everybody else. And all this pretty love
0: makes me sick. Your thoughts? Why are you surprised? I mean, that's what the media does. I mean, a fingernail breaks, and it's worldwide late-breaking news. This guy comes in in the second half or first quarter, whatever it was, when Garoppolo went down with a broken foot team, the victory comes in against Tom Brady at home against the Bucks and, and, and shows out and plays a great game, I'm not surprised by the media doing it because we hear about this all the time. Just like you said earlier, Dak has a bad game. If they lost to the Texans, we would be hearing about this forever and a day. The fact that uh, Brock Purdy came in, Mr. Irrelevant out of Iowa State, had a great game at home against Tom Brady and in, in, in the, in the Bucks. I'm not surprised by all this anointing oil that's flying all over the place. For me personally, it's one start, and you're at home. Let me see what you do over a body of work. Is this, to answer your question, is this team a bigger threat than the Cowboys, uh, to the Eagles, and the whole NFC supremacy? I would have said possibly if Debo hadn't gone down with the, this uh, high ankle sprain, and I think he's got a sprain MCL. But I don't believe that they are at this point because of that and the fact that you do have. I mean, we talk about quarterback, head coach, quarterback, head coach. I believe in the Cowboys with Prescott and McCarthy a bit more than Shanahan and Purdy just because Purdy is Mr. Relevant for one. But beyond all that, he's a rookie that just got his first start against Tampa Bay at home. Let's see how he continues to do moving forward.
1: I hear you. I don't disagree with your premise, but
0: Shanahan is so good,
1: though,
0: man. He is. He is. is. I don't take that away from him, and and that's why if it weren't for Shanahan being so good, I would give this less thought. I give it more thought because of how good Shanahan is. So that's not a slight against Shanahan. That's more of a tip of the cap. Because of how good he is, it does make me think. But still, you're a the last pick of the draft for a reason. Whatever that reason, you're still the last pick of the draft. Yes, you look good against Tampa Bay and the Buccaneer defense, but you're going against – you're not going against Brady. You're going against their defense. And home field advantage, even in today's game, means something. And it's your first start. And like you said, the NFL – has a way of humbling you and figuring you out more sooner than later. So because that's his first start and yes, it's against a Buccaneer defense that's above average. Let's see how he does next week. Come talk to me then. If he handles business like he did this past week, all right, we might be on to something. They might be a bigger threat to the NFC supremacy after the, uh, after, uh, from Eagles being number one, you can have an argument to catapult them to number two. And, and push the Cowboys down to three. You can have an argument then. I'm not 100% sold because we are talking about one start. The media and all their jumping to conclusions and give him the gold jacket right now. Yeah, that's that's a bit much. Let's let's tone it down a bit. I'm just not surprised by it. They do that all the time.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking to see who the 49ers have. Um, they have Seahawks. So yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, Let's see how he does this week. Um, all right. Let me do the power rankings. As as uh, usual, K-Star did not send his in, nor did I remind him, because I'm kind of sick of him reminding a grown man to do one thing. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Power rankings. we have been doing this for years. And you know, here we go, no power rankings again. Uh, you know. All right, so, Train sent his in. After Ryan Train he sent his in. He knew what was going to be on the show. power anything And he sent 56. But no K-Star. So, um I think it was interesting. I, I struggled with the number two. Obviously, the Eagles are number one. Is, is you know, that's it. I struggled with whether I kept the Cowboys there or not. But then I looked at the Chiefs, and they struggled against the, the Broncos. I looked at the Bills, and, you know, they, they beat the Jets. It is a division game, but it wasn't like it was a dominant win over the Jets, you know. And then, you know, you look at where do you put the 49ers. They had a convincing win, but I just can't put them in the upper echelon. And then the other team that's coming, you know is the Bengals. they're coming now, you know, so where do they fit and all of this so um when we look at our power rankings, we pretty much all had the same teams um j b had the bang had the chiefs at five train had the chiefs at two it would have been very interesting to have that discussion with you and train if train was on the show 'cause that's that's a pretty sharp difference um and we all had the same five teams. And I did struggle with whether to put the Bengals in over the Niners. I really struggled with that because the Bengals look really good, but I did not. So the Madden Voice TMD top five: number five is the Forty ers number four is the Bills, number three are the Chiefs. Two of us had the Cowboys. Guess who? One of us had the Chiefs at number two. Um, so the Chiefs at three, Cowboys, old stats, fastest two, Eagles. As one, I'll tell you where I sat and I said, "Do I really think the Cowboys are the number two team in the NFL?" I struggle after this weekend to feel very comfortable with that. Um, even though the Chiefs um, lost, I mean, won. Uh, you know, that, that, that they're they're playing a division rival. They're playing a division, uh, you know, foe. So you know, we, we know how we feel about division games. So I struggled with that, but I kept them at two. They better play well. They want to keep two in my list. They better play well on Sunday. They better win, and they better play well. I don't even care if they don't blow them out. They could win 28 to 24, but play well. Play a strong game. Crappy shit I saw last Sunday. I want not see that shit Um And let me see. Pick six results are as follows. Jay is at top of the week at four and two, trained uh tied with Jay at four and two. Then me and K Star were three and three and three and three. And I almost changed I had the Chargers and almost went to the Dolphins but stuck with the Chargers, thank God. So after thirteen weeks, uh I am still in first place. But guess what? Little big brother Jay, as he is called, has caught me and tied me. So the Floyd brothers are in first place together. Dr. Train is three games behind us in second place, and then four games behind him and seven games behind us is K-Star. But remember, K-Star had an 0-6 week where he didn't send in any picks, and he's probably going to have another 0-6 week. We'll see if if he sends in his picks to Train or not. Um, We'll see. So there you have that. Um, All right. We covered that. We covered that. Last topic of the night because I wasn't going to do a long show. I want to go AFC for a minute. Um, By the way, you know, heart goes out to Kyler Murray. Um, Yeah. You know, saw it happen, watched the game, saw him go down, knew right away. We've seen that. You know, everybody knew. I think anybody that watches football knew exactly what that was. Um, Yep. At least Debo, they're saying, looks like, you know, high ankle sprain should be back before the uh, end of the regular season. So good for him. Uh, Terrence Steele went out, you know, done for the season. But, you know, Terrence Steele is not – I mean, as a Cowboys fan, my heart goes out to him. As a football fan, half, most of the NFL don't even know who he is. So, can't. you know, it, it's not it, – it, 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 there's levels to this. Tyler is a franchise quarterback. He's one of the faces of the NFL. And um, I felt really bad. You know, they, they said he was a mess. You know, they took him off, and he knew what it was, too. And, you know, you, you, you just think about – you know, just forget the money for a minute. Forget the money for a minute. You spend your whole life to get to the point where you can play at this level and perform and in an a instant. You know, same thing happened to Dak, right? In, in an instant, you're not done till sometime next year. You can't finish out the season with your team, and you're probably going to miss based on the timing of these injuries, the first part or good part of next season, rehabbing and, and trying to come back, right? Good dude, from all accounts, wishing the best, be the recovery. Look forward to seeing you back on the field sometime next year. Um, but on that note, I want to talk AFC before we get out of here. Um, and you know, the beauty of this Jay is nobody knows. Like we, we're fourteen, we're 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 I'm sorry, thirteen weeks in, and there's really no clear. I mean, you might say Philly might be a clear cut favorite. That, and even that is questionable because there's a lot of talk about the 49ers and the Cowboys at their peak has shown they can beat anybody, right? So, so and then on the AFC side, we've got the, the Chiefs and the Bills that kind of been the two juggernauts for the year. But now we got the Bengals talking about, did y'all forget? So, you know, I'm asking you right now, if we were to say, based on our power rankings, that the Chiefs right now remain to be the team to beat in the AFC. Would you feel comfortable betting that they're going to ride it all the way up to the AFC championship again? Or, or heck, let's go even further. Would you put your money that they could ride it all the way back to the Super Bowl? Or do you think there's a a good chance that either Buffalo or uh, Cincinnati derails them? Where is your AFC mind at, and who
0: should we fear? Who should we keep an eye on?
1: Who's the team in the AFC?
0: Well, if you're asking me, is it, is it the Chiefs or the field? I would take the field, to be honest with you. Um, the Chiefs are, are, are a great football team, no question about it, but it is too wide open. The, the Bengals are coming on strong. They've won five in a row. You've got the Bills who – the Bills are a great team, that sometimes doesn't show you how great they are, but they've still won four in a row, and they're 10-3. and three. They're, They've got the same record as the Chiefs. So as far as I'm concerned, the AFC is wide open. I, wouldn't, I couldn't say it is going to be the Chiefs and put all my money on them because if it came down to an AFC championship, with it being the Chiefs and the Bengals, for whatever crazy reason, Bengals seem to have the Chiefs number. I mean, fouls make yeah. fights, and, and matchups, say, matchups mean something. And the Bengals beat the Chiefs twice last year. Had a, a repeat game this year. Was it last week? Or, or not last week. Maybe, maybe it was last week, if I'm not mistaken. Bengals beat the Chiefs last week. So, for whatever reason, Bengals seem to have the Chiefs 2020.
1: number.
0: In get the Bengals to beat the Chiefs three times. Bengals got the Chiefs number for whatever reason. Um, it sounds like, it seems like a bad matchup. They're just not matched up right. And And – even though the Dolphins have lost two in a row, you can't forget about them. Even though the Ravens lost um, Lamar Jackson, they're still nine and four at the top of the division. One, two in a row, four win- winners of uh, four of the last five. Can't forget about them either. So it's going to come down to the wire because AFC is absolutely wide open. Who are the front runners? I say the top three would be Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. Those are the three front runners. And if you got three front runners, that means you've got a loaded conference where it's anybody's game.
1: Well, you could say that in both conferences, there's three front runners. AFC, it's the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the 49ers, right? I mean, I mean, the Vikings were trying to stay in that argument. Nobody bought them. Nobody believed them. We whooped them. That exposed them. And now, you know, not only did they lose to Detroit, but they weren't even to Detroit. Imagine that.
0: (laughs) And, you, you and, and, and lost by double digits on top of it.
1: Right, right. And you lost to Jared Goff. Sorry, but I want to hear Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. I want to hear that mess. Jared Goff was traded. Jared, <laughs> Jared Goff
0: looked like he needed a gold jacket the way he played against them Sunday.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, now they're talking about Detroit coming on and all of that, Minnesota, you know, hey, hey, it's wide open in both both conferences, but both conferences kind of have three teams that are kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of in control of things. And you expect if the seedings work out that two of those three should play each other in the NFC championship game, depending on if the seedings allow that to happen. But um, so, okay, so we, we we agree on the AFC. It's those, it's those three teams. And I, I'll tell you, a month ago, or however, there was a time where I just thought the Chiefs were just going to roll all the way through. And we know Buffalo will play them tough. We know the Bengals got their number. And I think it's interesting that, you know, everybody still wants to put Patrick Mahomes on a mountain. I got nothing against Patrick Mahomes. But it's like I, I, I'm seeing some of what you were saying earlier. It's like, yeah, but, you know, look at this game. you I mean, Russell Wilson has played like now. Russell Wilson reportedly had a better game. I didn't see the game, but Russell Wilson playing like crap. The Broncos been playing mm-hmm. like crap. They won 34-28. Now I don't hear anybody giving Patrick Mahomes like. All I hear is, look at that pass he did. That underhand, no look pass for a touchdown.
0: Well, wait, hold up, slow down for a minute. You
1: know, they just they just out a game against a team that was three and eight or three and nine or whatever the hell they were. So, yep. Yeah, it's. It's wide open, and there are second-level teams that we need to keep our eyes on in both divisions, or both conferences. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Every week, it's going to be exciting. We've got three games. In case y'all didn't know, NFL Network has three games on Saturday um, this week. And then next weekend is Christmas weekend. Christmas is on Sunday. There's football on Saturday and Sunday. So the next two weekends, we got football Saturday and Sunday. So.
0: And, and but yeah, before you transfer to the NFC, let me just say one thing real quick about the AFC South specifically. Don't look now, and I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just it's just going to be very curious to see the Tennessee Titans. At one point, were seven and three. They're now seven and six. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the team that has been just mired in mediocrity for the longest, to put it nicely, are now five and eight. They're only two games apart, and as, as K Star likes to look at the point differential, the Jaguars have a zero point differential, where Tennessee has a minus thirty-five, even though they have a winning record. Very interesting numbers to look at. Very curious to see how that division is going to wind up when the dust settles and the smoke clears. Just saying.
1: You know why I don't care? Because we got to play both those teams. So let them fight it out. Because <laughs> yep, you know. I, you know what I mean? Like, I hear you. You're right. You're absolutely right, 100%. Um, um, but we, sh- we got to play Jacksonville. We got to play Tennessee. So we're a part yep. of that race. We're a part of that story. So our part better be that we sent them packing. <laughs> That's both what I want to say. Both, both of-, of them. Or, or, or uh, you know, or, uh, as some people say, both of them. B o f.
0: Yeah, both of, both of them. them. Both of them. B-O-F, both. Mm-hmm. All
1: right. Well, I, I, I don't have another transition to. I think I, I – think I, oh, I do want to uh, pick six. My bad. I did want to do that real quick. Since to send it over, we're not doing a pick six, but just to say what, what the games are. You know I won both my fantasy football games. You know I beat Pimmer, 10-3 Pimmer. I beat Pimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Four times. And I
0: beat him, and I ain't going to playoffs. Sucks. Absolutely uh-huh. I, I, and, and I think that actually allowed me to have the number one seed, which I don't think I've ever had. I don't even know why that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pissed off. So anyway, um, so here's the games we're gonna cover.
1: <laughs> Niners, yeah, All right. Niners at the Seahawks. That should be a very good game. This is uh, Jay said. Let's see if Brock can do it one more time, and maybe he'll believe in him. So you got to go out to play to play the twelfth the man. Geno has had a pretty solid year, um, and the Seahawks are battling to get into the playoffs. So this is a relevant game, and it's going to be very interesting to see how this one plays out. Niners at the Seahawks. Uh, we got the Dolphins at the Bills. You mentioned the Dolphins earlier. Uh, we talked about the Bills. I mean, this is an AFC East slobber knocker. Uh, you know, all the AFC East teams are over 500, just like the NFC East. So you know that's gonna be another good game, um, and then we talked about the Lions, right? The Lions are trying to surge to see if they can slide into the seventh spot. They're still alive, and they go to play the Jets, who just had a disappointing loss against Buffalo, and they're trying to you know see if they can get into the seventh spot um, on the AFC side. And then you know you just mentioned the Titans and how they're battling at seven and six. And they get to go to play the Chargers who had a, a small upset with the Dolphins last night. Um, you know, I I I you know, I wish somebody I wish what we could do is like pick a sports announcer and record them for like a week. Because I wanna say to these guys, you can't say that all these quarterbacks are top five quarterbacks so you run out of quarterbacks. Because now it's Justin Herbert, he's top five quarterback. Well, I'm sorry because You talk about Hurts, you talk about Mahomes, you talk about Allen, right? So that's three right there. So where does – we're going to leave Brady out because even though he's the GOAT, he hasn't been playing like that, so Brady, we we won't count right now. Um, Is Rodgers still considered top five? There's four. Shit, I lost my – oh, Joe Burrow. Right? Right. Joe Burrow. You know, Lamar Jackson. Yep. Right. Is he top five? Right? So I mean, you, you you run out of quarterbacks when you make everybody a top five quarterback. You run out to a. Right? You know? He was an MVP candidate for, for a while there, wasn't he? So I mean yep. you know, if there's five if they, you know, like I like we have the four horsemen, like I wish that there was a consensus, okay, these are the guys, okay? And, and, and really, there should be. I mean, it should be, these are it. And when you say top five, then who are you taking out? Because everyone is in top five. If, if Justin Hibbert, yeah, hey, he's a very good quarterback. I don't think he's top five, though. I just don't. And if he is, then who are you removing? you going to take Mahomes out? you going to take Burrow out? you going to take Allen out? You know, that bad man, Rodgers, maybe still think he's top five? You know, Hurts? MVP candidate,
0: yeah.
1: So yeah. Um, so anyway, you got the Titans at the Chargers, both trying to get in the playoffs. You got the Bengals at the Bucks. Bucks trying to hold on to win that division. Bengals look like they're going to win their division, um, but they're they're really playing for momentum and you know just to show that yeah we we y'all forgot about us but here we come. And then you got the Giants and the Commanders round two. First game was a tie a couple weeks ago. I did get to play again in Washington this time. Both right now would be in the playoffs, which is absolutely amazing that if this season, all four NFC East teams would be in the playoffs. But <laughs> will that open for weeks? I don't think so. so. All right. So that's our pick-ems, pick pick 6s And uh, make sure you guys send them in to Dr. Train. And um, – yeah, that's all I got. Like I said, I didn't want to do a long show. That's about an hour. That was about all I had energy for tonight. Um, so, Jay,
0: I'll, I'll I'll turn it over to you and any final thoughts or closing remarks you may have. Let's hope that uh, the email comes through because, you know, as soon as we get off, I'm going to forget because there's so many good games, I'm not going to remember which pick six was which. Uh,
1: with that he, being said. He sent the email at 12 o'clock today.
0: He did? All right. Very good. I haven't had a chance to dig in. and. All right, good. Okay, so I'll, I'll make sure I get in there before Thursday's games pop up. So my final thoughts are real simple. Um, number one, great show, be able to do it, Green Eggs and Roast I told y'all it's going to be a Florida Express. Hope y'all fastened your seatbelts and enjoyed the show, enjoyed the ride. Number two, K Star Train, missed y'all. We look forward to seeing y'all next week. Last but not least, we've got the luxury of having three games on a Saturday. That's how you know we're, we're starting to get towards the end of the regular season. So. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the, this, this final home stretch. Enjoy seeing the, the jockeying for position, not just for playoff positioning, but also for divisions that are up for grabs. Teams like the AFC North, where we've got the Bengals and the Ravens tied at 9-4. and four. Let's see how that shakes out. Even our own boys, the Cowboys, two games behind the Eagles, will they be able to catch them and, and bring home the number one seed? There's a lot of division up for grabs, a lot of positioning that's up for grabs. So really looking forward to seeing how this all winds up as we go down the home stretch. All right. Um,
1: um, always good to do a show with my breath. Um, K-Star and, uh, train. Fuck you. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was just, I was just playing, but fuck y'all anyway. But anyway, um, um, (laughs) Yeah, No, no, I didn't mean that. Y'all know I'm playing, but they can go fuck themselves. But anyway, um, look, we will hopefully have a full house next week. And if not, I'll be here with my brother, and they can fuck themselves. But anyway, um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Um, on a serious note, mm-hmm. for a second, on a serious note, found out a few hours ago that a co-worker of mine um, is sick. Um cancer, specifically leukemia. And um, I've known her even before we became coworkers. We knew each other. She's a salt-of-the-earth person, a little cute baby boy. You know, it's just a wonderful human being. And when I started my position, she was invaluable to me in assisting me. And we've remained, we worked out, you know, we're colleagues, and we remain, you know, working close to that found this out today. I sent her a message. I have not heard back from her directly yet, but I hope to. Um, but I know she's got a battle ahead of her. I only say this to say that, first of all, hug your loved ones, okay, because you, you just don't know, okay? Hug your loved ones. Um, and, and secondly, you know, I ask anyone that's hearing this right now, anyone out there in the world, just send a prayer up for her, okay? I'm not going to say her name. You won't know who she is anyway. I won't say her name, but you can just say Commissioner T's friend and just send a prayer up to her. And what I will do for all of you, if anybody out there hearing this has a loved one, a close one that is, you know, going through something, particularly health-related, a lot of stuff we can, we can manage. Finances we can manage. Relationship issues we can manage. Employment issues we can manage. Health, once you catch something, now you've got to rely on everybody else. Right. Once you get sick with something, there's only so much you can do. Now you rely on doctors and medication and time. Right. So anybody out there, just just mentally, just say, "Hey, I'm sending this prayer out to Commissioner's Chief Friend. I'm asking for a prayer back, and I promise you, I will get that vibe. I promise you, my brother will get that vibe, and we will pray for you for you, whoever it may be. Just send the vibe. We're gonna get it. I promise you. That's how the that's how this works. Okay. We're going to get the prayer angels. We're going to get everybody together. We're going to be strong together. You know Because life is short. Right? And at the end of the day, you know, you just never know when it's going to be the last time that you're going to kiss your loved one, hug your loved one, or talk to your loved one. So we're not going to live in that space of negativity. We're going to live in that space of positivity. We're going to be strong. and strong for my coworker. We're going to be strong for everybody out there that's listening. That might have a family or relative ever gone through it. We're gonna to pray together. We're gonna to wish together. We're gonna to hope together, and we're gonna be strong through this holiday season. And we're gonna pull everybody through. And everybody's gonna be all right. And we all gonna die eventually, okay? We all gonna die eventually, but let's not let it be sooner than it needs to be, okay? Let's not it be. Let Let's not have it be any sooner than it needs to be. Okay, that's my word. All right? Jay, did you want to jump in and add anything? Because I know sometimes I say something and it triggers something you may want to say, but I done moved on, so I want to make sure I didn't leave, you know, didn't leave out anything you may want to add.
0: No, I think you covered it. Uh, prayers go out to your friend, your colleague. Uh, we're going to lift her up and keep her covered. Um, and, and, and you're absolutely right. Send those prayer angels in and prayer warriors in. We'll get that vibe. We'll send that up, too. Um that's really it. You you covered everything that, that I was thinking, no, so you hit it. We set
1: up to Uno, 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 Uno,
0: Uno, <laughs> All of the above.
1: What comedian said that? Referred to God as Nuno Uno. <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but uh, it sounded like a Martin thing maybe. I don't remember, but anyway. Um, all right. Well, thanks, bro, for joining me tonight. It's cool. It's so nice that Seven 11 we're done. <laughs> Woo! So everybody, enjoy this
0: yes, weekend.
1: We will be back next Tuesday night. Hey, I, I'm going to see because train might be heading on some vacation. You know, we're getting close to the holiday. And normally when the holiday comes, train gets on some vacation. So, hey, we can get this, you know, early, I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to find out who's on vacation. Okay? And if we got, you know, everybody, we're going to try to, you know, do this a little sooner than. We ain't got to do no 9 o'clock at night show. I'm on vacation. After Thursday, I'll go back to work to January 3rd, baby. I'm talking about it. So for The Missing, Dr. Train, and um, K-Star, we do miss you guys, but fuck you. And to my brother for joining me, appreciate it. We'll be back next Tuesday night, same bad time, same bat channel. And, hey, four weeks to go. We're going to see what fuse are settled. On the field good night everybody Now I got to go back to the switchboard and actually send this out of here I'm too busy talking I would have the switchboard crew up okay here we go good night everybody